A big vote of confidence for the Kansas City streetcar. Kansas City International Airport still up in the air. And whatever happened to the Martin Luther King renaming controversy? We'll tackle it all today. I'm Dave Helling of the Kansas City Star's editorial board. You are on Deep Background. Joining us now to talk about all things Kansas City and Kansas City politics is our good friend, Bill Turk. Bill, welcome to Deep Background. And of course, my co-host, Leah Becerra. Well, let's start with the breaking news uh, (laughs) on the streetcar, which came in a couple of hours ago. Tell us what happened and when we can start riding the longer streetcar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the taxes, uh, the property taxes and sales taxes that would underwrite some of the construction of this new Main Street line were passed by an overwhelming margin. When um, when you're going to ride it is very much still an open question. <laughs> let's let's explain to people first how this works, Bill. Uh, you you've had several elections to establish mm-hmm. this district. Where is the district roughly? Yeah, this and was what, a, what's it for roughly? This was the the last of I guess you call it a trilogy of elections to set this thing up. One was to to define the area uh, of the transit district, which basically runs from the Missouri River to 53rd Street and State Line Road to Campbell Street. And it's about 35,000 eligible voters. And then there was another election to name a board of directors for this transit uh, uh, district, and now this it's like a neighborhood one. association. Is that a good analogy? I mean, it's a little more intricate than that, but that's the idea. It's a that neighborhood it's... association on steroids. Yes, yes, indeed. And, <laughs> and this one was to actually get approval to impose uh, property taxes and sales taxes on people in the in this district to um, to pay for some of the construction costs. Yeah. How much do we think it'll raise when it's fully implemented? About $25 million a, a year. year annually. Yeah. And it's a 30-year deal, right? 30 years for the um, property taxes and 25 years for the sales taxes. So that's some I mean, significant money. Yeah. I mean, you have half a billion dollars over it's time. a lot of money. But, but not but enough to build a light rail from Union Station to UMKC, right? No, it's uh, it's going to cost about $227 million, a number that will undoubtedly go up. And they will have to apply for about $100 million in federal funding, which, given the volatility of the situation in Washington, uh, yeah. is an open question. Now, Congress did roll back um, the Trump administration's very deep cuts in transit programs, but still, it's... it's uh, very unclear what's right. going to happen. And we can't start building this thing until we have the federal money is what you've been No, the taxes about. cannot be collected until uh, all the money is in place. Yeah. Now, Leah, it passed overwhelmingly. It what's did. What's that about? Why do you think that well, is? Well, it passed overwhelmingly, but it was something like less than 10% of the people who could have voted, right, Bill? That's right. And, and of the 5,000 ballots that were actually mailed out to people, uh, about a third of them did not come back. So it seems like the people who would vote are people who are highly energized and really care about the issue. Right, and I think Bill was saying something important. It wasn't just going down to the voting booth and and making an X on a a piece of paper. You had to apply for the ballot. You had to get it notarized, turn it in by a certain date. So it's quite onerous, really, to cast this ballot. So you did have to be motivated. But... You're talking about a major tax increase on yourself. It's not citywide. It's really on you. And yet it passed, what, four to one? Three to one. Three to one? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. 
don't you think? Yeah, I I actually used to live in um, an area within West Plaza that was part of the district, so I could vote on it before I can't now. Um, And I remember the process of actually voting on it being really difficult, like you just said. And um, when I was living in the area, I missed an opportunity because I missed a deadline because when I mailed something, it went in too late. But I, I know the community within that area, they would have groups get together they would bring notaries they were really really pushing the group that wanted this to vote that's right isn't it bill that there was a real effort to get this vote oh yeah what does it say to you though that it's a three to one margin for this well first of all we should point out that this mail-in system is provided for by state law right and um it says to me that there's there's a real hunger for for this kind of transit uh, you know uh how widespread the hunger is 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 unclear but it's a very uh, concentrated and intense uh interest in yeah. in this kind of uh, mass transit yeah. does it say something else though does it I, I, i'm astonished really and i want to use this as a transition into our next topic but it's astonishing how many yes votes Kansas City is getting. I mean, they got the $800 million bond issue. They got the eight-cent east side tax. The airport sailed through three to one. Now you're getting this kind of vote, albeit, again, not citywide, but, but certainly an enthusiastic endorsement of the streetcar. Doesn't that say that trust in City Hall is pretty high? Well, or not? You can feel free to disagree if you don't. But it just seems like... There is more enthusiasm for taxation than you would guess. It is surprising when you look at the whole body of taxes, and they're going to go. They may go to the well once more uh, on uh, proposing a three-eighth cent. That's uh, the next item on our agenda. (laughs) Um, I I, I think Kansas Cityans, Kansas City voters, what they do is they will listen to cogent, reasonable arguments about these things issue by issue. Right. And I think that the advocates have made reasonable arguments about all these things, and whether that will continue, who knows. Yeah. I mean, I think my argument is there does seem to be, rational or not, some enthusiasm, Leah, for the city's, I don't know, building boom, if you will. I mean, you've got downtown doing all of these things, and you're putting up a new convention hotel, and and, and, and the streetcar has opened to fairly positive reviews. Let's just be honest. Now, it's free. That's very yeah. helpful. You don't have to pay to ride it. But but the streetcar, for what it is, has been fairly popular. Um, you know, ridership up and down. So it seems like a vote like this may also tell us that people seem generally enthused about the direction of their city. Do you think that's right? Yeah. I mean, I I used to live in Chicago. And I loved having a public transit system that could get me from point A to point B reliably. And um, I didn't need a car to live there. And that's something that I miss about a city that size. And who knows, maybe there's a group of people out there like me that's just really wanting Kansas City to go a little bit more in that direction. Yeah, I think that's true, although we should be clear the streetcar is not like no, the Chicago not. L. I mean, it's a very, very different thing. Or the subway in D.C. or New York. Yeah. It is not designed as primarily a people, people mover. It tends to be more of a, a touristy thing. But, mm-hmm. but for what it is and what it would be if you got all the way to UMKC, it'd be a you know, It'd at least some people, a lot more useful, a lot more utilitarian, albeit at a very, very high price. But again, and Bill will wrap up this part of the discussion before we talk about the three eight cent. Is 
it seems like there is more uh, belief in the this kind of process among the public than there would be in other uh, you know eras where distrust of city hall would be high it seems to be um like i said i, I think that kansas city voters are sort of an issue by issue voters and they're always there's still that that core of anti-government government is always wrong but particularly on the streetcar you saw yeah, a lot of that there's also there's a lot of there was a lot of money and a lot of organization thrown behind a lot of these elections um this connect kc group which uh, raised a lot of money from developers and um property owners who were going to benefit from that line and they they outspent the um the anti-streetcar contingent by a significant margin. So there's 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 money and there's juice behind these things. Yeah. Well, let's turn our attention then to the other thing with some juice <laughs> uh, behind it, and that's this idea of a sales tax election, probably in November, of three-eighths of a cent, to pay for sort of a, a, a semi-defined pre-K or early childhood education program in Kansas City. It sort of came out of nowhere. We don't really know a lot of the details. Um, and there is some pushback from the council, but what's your own sense of it, to Bill, where we stand now and whether whether this vote on the streetcar tells us anything about what might happen there? Well, I think the politics behind this are a lot more complicated. Um, first of all, it strikes me, and no one has said this, but it strikes me as almost like a voucher program, uh, you know, without using the word, that, that it would help um, help families pay for for pre-K. Um, it, privately, I, you don't have to go to right, public school to right, get it. Right. Across charters, across private right. schools, parochial schools. I think that's politically problematic for some people. And this this the public school systems here are so balkanized that you'd have to get buy-in from a very sort of wide constituency. And and also, and, but there are all sorts of other details about this who's going to administer the money how's it going to be parceled out um how do you qualify and also with the sales tax what happens if the economy goes in the dumper and and they're not able to to you know sustain the support that they've had in previous years so there's a lot of questions and i'm not convinced yet that it's actually gonna actually gonna end up on the ballot ballot. i think there is some pushback from the council but on the other hand leah the idea of Paying for early childhood education is is you know in the abstract fairly strong, right? Yeah, we've definitely. talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I mentioned that um, that I went to pre K. <laughs> I, I followed up with my mother. She she did pay for me to go to pre K out of pocket, um, and she said that she found value in doing that. But in the same breath, because I sent her a link to our local story, she said that she would be against it and i i pointed out that there were very little right. details right now but um she had her own reasons for that so i thought it was very interesting what about sales taxes uh, bill your own view on on the political efficacy of using sales taxes again kansas city seems enthusiastic about about sales taxes but in the in the new streetcar tdd you, you you could be looking at 11, 12, 13 cents of sales tax eventually. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some limit to it somewhere. This is, a, you know, like we've also, this is a regressive tax, you know, and it, it more directly affects um, lower income people. Um, and I would say in the, in the uh, matter of the streetcar, probably that's a, a constituency of voters that's better able to sort of absorb 
that additional expense right. than, say, you know, folks on the east side. Right. All those sales taxes, as you know, are collected from people outside of the district, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they, so people who come in to spend in mm-hmm. Westport or wherever it is, uh, you know, to the extent they're part of the district, mm-hmm. they have to pay that, too. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll hear arguments that people will just stay away from some of those districts increasingly because of this very concern that sales taxes are getting so high. I mean, you do get a sense that we may finally get an honest, thorough conversation about the regressivity of Kansas City's tax system if this goes forward. Yeah, I mean, it could be that the this infatuation with sales taxes is going to have to come to an end somehow, but it's uh, it's also kind of the most painless tax. Perceived you know, that way, anyway. Perceived right. as the most politically painless much more, less politically volatile than property taxes. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's part of this thing with the mayor because I'm sure they polled on this and mm-hmm. what the polling showed was right. enthusiasm for a sales tax and not a property tax because there, it was originally discussed yeah. as a property tax right. through the district and that yeah. went nowhere. I mean, the strongest thing they have going for them is the data and, and there is absolutely no question that that kids who go through a good pre-K program are highly advantaged over kids that do not and they get a head start literally and and it's a probably uh, for return on investment in education uh it's 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 probably you know the best kind of money you can spend all right we'll talk more about this i'm sure in future podcasts let's take a break when we come back the airport and martin luther king (laughs) stay with us you're on deep background Back now with my co-host, Leah Becerra, as always. Great to have you here, Leah. And then Bill Turk, a City Hall reporter for the Kansas City Star. Well, um, uh, Kansas City has spent the last couple of months, Bill, as you know, sort of focused on a couple of things, the Martin Luther King Paseo controversy, and then where we're at uh, on the new terminal at KCI. Let's start with the airport first. We're behind schedule. Well, apparently, <laughs> which you reported some time ago, surprise, but we're getting surprise. some actual numbers on it. Yeah, I think people are going to learn that this is really kind of the 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 very typical arc of these big uh, public works projects. You know, the delay and things not going according to plan are really sort of the norm rather than the exception. But I, there's something about the civic culture here that is, takes the airport so personally. You know, and and so every every kind of bump and every hiccup is is going to get deconstructed. You know? Right, and 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 because it goes on so long and is so intricate, it there are many entry points for politicians mm-hmm. and other interest groups to object to the process, mm-hmm. and it, you get the sense we're seeing some evidence of that now. Oh yeah, and you have a council now where you're going to have probably by beginning of next week no less than five of the members uh, running from there. Uh, and as you get closer and closer into the gravity well of that election, people are going to be very, yeah, people are going to play yeah. politics on this for Now, sure. you and I were chatting the other day, and uh, we don't want to put any hard numbers on this, but uh, I think it, 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 there is a consensus that listeners to the Deep Background podcast and other <laughs> informed uh, Kansas Cityans should be prepared for an airport that costs far in excess, a terminal far in excess of $1 billion, which is the number we've used all along. That number is an old number, isn't it? It's got a lot of age on it when you look at inflation and construction costs. Uh, 980, I think, was the... 
It'll go north. For sure, it'll go north of a billion. How north it goes, we don't really know. But the thing is also to remember that this this is what it's all a matter of what the airlines are willing to pay. They're footing the bill for this, not the taxpayers. So there's kind of a a flashy sort of voyeuristic kind of quality. The oh boy, a 1.8 billion dollar airport. But at the end of the day. Um, it's what the airlines are willing to pay. Right. It's the size of the house that they can pay the mortgage on mm-hmm. over 30 years, 30-year mm-hmm. mortgage. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Leah, again, I'm sort of obsessed with this idea of belief in city hall and faith and trust in city government. And if you say in an election it's a billion-dollar airport and suddenly it's a $2 billion airport, people are going to howl, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I, I can probably guess at a few of the not-so-happy comments that I'm going to read when we write that story. Um, But, like you said before, the people that are going to be paying for this are the people using the airport, the the carriers that are flying in and out of the airport. So, The other thing, too, Bill, is, by the way, you have a spurned suitor in the wings uh, who, uh, you know, which remains angry at this entire process and, uh, you know, more than willing... To you know, shoot little spitwads at it through the straw. No, this this will be Burns and McDonald, obviously. Yes, isn't. This, be, this drama will continue to play out until they cut the ribbon. I I believe you have, you have the um, delays that come from adding gates, which people assumed was going to happen a long time ago. You have the labor situation that you wrote about today. Um, so there are all sorts of entry points for for political officials to run them up. Is there any? Uh, uh, point that is insurmountable. And you're already hearing some, oh, maybe we could, the, the final agreement isn't signed. Maybe we could go back. You hear that whisper. I get the sense, though, that the council is very sort of set on, let's not go through that again. No, I, I don't think so. I think everyone wants to sing their little aria you know, about their favorite issue. But no, there's too much money on the table for this project not to happen. And, and I, I think everyone... I don't think anyone wants to go into an election year um, being the guy that or the woman that, you know, f- threw some fatal blow right. onto Although this Although if project. it comes in, if the price tag is one and a half billion, one eight or some enormous mm-hmm. number, that will certainly be an issue in next year's council and mayor's race, wouldn't you think? And, and the whole administration, really, of the airport deal. Yeah, because it, 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 it's, while they're not, the taxpayers are not footing the bill, it sends a message that the people in charge are not really in complete command of right, things. And right. they don't really, I mean, yeah. Jermaine Reed, who is, by the way, running for mayor last week in that mm-hmm. hearing, said rather pointedly, do we have the right people at the table? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the price really goes up or if they come back and say, no, we're two years behind schedule, or the labor thing doesn't really happen. All of those, all of those problems, will be things people talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a number like one point five, one point six billion is. Yeah, it's it's hard to it get your arms healthy. around. That would be healthy. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our final topic, which is the perennial discussion over renaming something for Martin Luther King. Now. I wrote a uh, thing that I think is posting today, uh, an editorial on uh, the, the Paseo 63rd Street choice, which, by the way, the mayor's office told me yesterday will cost in excess of $150,000, depending on the street. That's not chump change. Um, but it seems as if renaming the airport has 
dropped a bit in everyone's esteem. Do you feel it, sense it that way or not? Well, it's certainly dropped in the mayor's esteem. Right. Because, and I think the airport people are a little nervous about well, it, too. Well, the airport people, for sure. And I think the, the, the drop in the mayor's esteem is, is, is a direct product of the, of the protests from the people who want to market this airport. And they want to market a new Kansas City International Airport, not a Martin Luther King airport. Uh, they say it'll create some kind of confusion among passengers, which I don't really see. Right. But they just feel it's kind of inconvenient. Um, Plus, we should also be clear, the ministers don't want it either. No, the, the ministers, guys who originally proposed no, this idea. Yeah, you, this whole process, you have, have these two tracks now. <laughs> you have the, the ministers who are pursuing uh, a, a strategy to get the Paseo on the ballot in November. And you had this commission that the mayor put together that came back with um, recommending the airport in 63rd Street. At some point, there has to be a reckoning here politically. I think that what will happen, I suspect, what will happen at the end of the day is that the mayor will slow walk this thing until he's, they see if this Paseo issue gets on the ballot. And if it passes by a significant margin, I think I can see the council saying, well, we're going to defer to the will of the people. Right. and. That's one scenario. Yeah, now let me I'll just throw this in because this is what I'm writing about. One of the things that's true in Kansas City is, and the state of Missouri is, petition, initiative petitions cannot require the expenditure of money. And when you're going to spend $1,000, no big deal, but if you have to spend $150,000 to rename Paseo or 63rd Street, doing it by petition may run afoul of that constitutional provision, which the city has argued in court before with Clay Chastain. They've said repeatedly he's making us spend money we don't have. Mm -hmm. They could at least theoretically make that argument on sale. We'll have to find a way around it. They could pass they could pass an ordinance, put it in and form an ordinance, say, you know, we, we want this and we'll Correct. We'll they could do an ordinance and put their own ordinance on the right. budget the, 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 or on the ballot. The only real concern is a petition that puts it on yeah. the ballot. That's where the Constitution comes in. There are ways around it, but it requires the council to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just sit there and sort of wait for the flags to, you know, wave in the wind. You have to make make some decisions and so far live <laughs> they seem to be reluctant to do that yeah it seems like a really high dollar sign for something as simple as just changing street signs and whatever else they would need to do so where is the cost actually coming from for something like that well you have to change uh it, it, for something like making a martin luther you have the street signs and you also have street signs on some of the traffic signals that that hang over the intersections that are lit that that now have these led require they're they're special led type ones and you know it adds up uh it's not it's not cheap but i i think that the cost thing i, I think look they can find 150 grand oh without question if 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 there is if it's decided that there's a there's a you know a constituency for this right i think the, the the point i tried to write about is the 150 figure isn't a problem. You've got a 1.6 billion dollar budget. Maybe there's some money in the in the couch cushions to pay for this. The question is whether the petition itself can require spending. And there are some cases on point that suggest that's problematic at, at best. Therefore, you have to do something. Either the council has to take some step right. to either do it yeah. or to put it on the ballot itself and not rely on the petition process, which, by the way, Bill, would might be smart. I mean, you know, it, do we really want to vote on this? 
Do you think, I mean, the, the, the potential, I mean, do you really want people saying vote no on Martin Luther King? Yeah. You just don't want that, do you? Yeah, and also, this is becoming a kind of a, a pretty hefty, potentially November ballot, because you're going to have the rental inspections question. Yes. You could have the three-eighth cents on, um, on pre-K. And, the and midterms. Mar- yeah, the midterms. So that w- it would just be, um, you know, it, it kind of gets complicated. Plus you're going to have a 10-cent gas tax increase from the state of Missouri on the right. ballot. So you, the issues will grow exponentially. It just seems like if there's a way to avoid a contentious vote on Martin Luther King, that seems like the best, easiest path. But again, it requires some leadership itself. Yeah, and as you get closer and closer to the election... Uh, you get people on the council being much more risk-averse than they would be otherwise. Yeah. Let me uh, wrap up our conversation, Bill, with that question, which is we are now entering the election season, like it or not. The mayor is a lame duck, like it or not. Uh, He'll be gone in less than a year. How much does the uh, coming election inform everything we've talked about today, MLK, the airport, uh, the pre-K vote. I mean, how much are we are we in a political season in which council candidates and others will cast ballots and make statements based solely on their political implications, or is there still a window for decisions on the merits? <laughs> well, you can make the argument that the merits were not always. Yeah, whatever right. the, uh, <laughs> I think what you will see is, particularly for the incumbents on the council running for mayor, they will try to make an effort to differentiate themselves from, from their one opponents, another. like Scott Taylor last week announced during the discussion on the MLK issue that he had gone back and rewritten his East Side Economic Initiative to provide for historic commemorative kiosks right. along whatever along street. Whatever street yeah, I mean, okay, fine. But that, you know, that is his way of, of signaling that he, you know, he wants to set himself apart on the issue. And everyone is going to be doing that in one way or another. Yeah, okay, great. Bill, thank you so much for coming in. Leah, as always, helping us out. Obviously, it's going to be an interesting couple of months for our city council mm-hmm. as these issues and others mm-hmm. go forward. And we appreciate you coming by. Again, Leah Becerra, my co-host here, and Bill Turk with the Kansas City Star. Thanks for joining us. My name is Dave Helling with the Star's editorial board. You've been on Deep Background. <laughs>